0: It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome everybody to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. Tune in every week at capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to join the conversation. We want your voice to be a part of the show Remember to like us and subscribe on all of the social media platforms that you use. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks. All one word, at Cape Gunworks. On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Daily Motion, Telegram. Yeah, Telegram. Go ahead, to nice. Telegram. Nice. Rumble. And we are back on Getter. Getter got its uh, act together. And we are back. So. Uh, we're glad you're here, and we are recording the show, so we will take your questions if you are listening live when we record, and if you don't know when we go live, you need to go to capegunworks.com and click on rapid fire and get signed up, and we will let you know. So, it's always a busy news week when it comes to guns and things going on in the world, so um, we are looking forward to you know getting to the news of the day and getting to your questions as well and i am going out to the great state of texas i'm going to be hunting some white-tailed deer down there um which is really exciting for me because i barely got out in the woods this whole fall and i really didn't even have a good solid crack at even thinking about taking a deer this year and my freezer's empty so i'm looking forward to getting out west And this will be my second Texas deer hunt. The first time I was kind of a self-hunt on some private land, and it was unsuccessful. I'm hoping to change my odds and go out to Texas and slay the big one. Uh, So I'm going to the La Palma Ranch, which is where the uh, Bucks of Ticamante is filmed. I think that's on the Outdoor Channel. And uh, it's a (laughs) land of the giants, man. These deer get big. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, It's going to be very different than my hunt I did a few years ago in Saskatchewan, which was also the land of the giants where body size gets well over 300 pounds and the, the deer are big. But you're sitting in a blind for 12 to 13 hours a day in 10 degree weather, anywhere from 10 below to 10 above. And zero degrees usually right as the sun's coming up, so um, they don't like it when it gets above ten degrees in Saskatchewan. I will not be in those <laughs> those uh, temperatures come this week, so I'm really excited. Uh, so uh, Bob says his dad just sent a, po- a photo of a twenty point buck in their backyard, and yeah, that is the uh, that is the way it works. They get big and they get big quick down there and they have great genetics and great food and everything else so yeah I'm looking forward to that I can't wait to get back in the saddle next week and get back here and get back at it but um I'm looking forward to a little bit of a, a break a little uh little R&R and uh, going with some good people from uh US Law Shield and uh the area rep Randy, Randy Sinaway is Is going to be um going down with me and and i'm looking forward to it and i've been told that i am the expert of the group meaning they're all a bunch of greenhorn hunters and so i'm like oh geez you know so i'll be doing double duty as guide i guess but probably not i'm sure they got some professionals on site and uh you know it's not your typical new england deer hunt that's for sure where you just you grind it out in the woods for you know 10 weeks or whatever the season length is and uh see a couple deer here or there and you know take your pick of whatever comes down the trail here you're really selective you're you're this is a management hunt which is almost comical in my mind because the biggest buck i've ever killed was a uh 131 inch uh whitetail from saskatchewan that the body weight was well over 200 pounds and um down there in Texas, I'm going to be trying to shoot a 140 inch deer, and they give you an incentive to shoot like 130 to 140 inch, eight or 10 pointer because they consider those uh management deer, which they want to get them out of the gene pool prior to the rut because they want to increase the genetics of the bucks down there. So It's ironic because a buck of that size is like you drive around town with the tailgate down around here. Like you're like, look what I shot. That's a buck of a lifetime down there. They're like, yeah, we want to get those out of the gene pool. So (laughs) it's just kind of funny. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? Um, So yeah, that's coming up and I will be happy to report back next week as to what we did and what we got. And hopefully uh, I'll be successful so anyway um yeah there's all kinds of good stuff coming down the pipeline uh i saw the rare breed trigger guy gave an instagram update today and was talking about his lawsuit against uh, big daddy unlimited uh who has basically ripped off his trigger and uh patent infringement so he's suing him as a patent infringement and uh then um he he has not received any news as far as his lawsuit and the uh, his trigger you know et cetera et cetera uh, with the ATF basically declaring it a uh, declaring it a, a machine gun. So it's interesting to follow that case and see see where that rolls out and whatnot. Um, also, we are really happy to have in the shop. Uh, blackout Coffee Company is our latest and greatest offering here at Cape Gunworks. And we are selling blackout coffee. We're brewing it. You can come in and get a sample and taste it. There's a bunch of cool blends. There's uh, um, the Morning Reaper, which is a good one. Get your day off to the right start. And uh, we also have, um, we have uh, what's some of the other ones? Uh, the 1776 blend. We got the 2A Guns and Gadgets blend. Which is awesome. So, uh, you know, if you're a fan of 2A Guns and Gadgets, um, you know, Jared Yannis show, uh, you'll want to come try out his special blend of coffee. And we have some other stuff in the works, developing it and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So that's always exciting. So go to com and uh, click on Rapid Fire to get signed up, and uh, we'll get you all squared away. Um, Things have been fast and furious. January's off to a good start as far as uh, new gun owners and license to carry classes and people taking training and new guns coming into the shop and inventory. We're rebuilding our inventory, which is uh, a funny tongue-in-cheek statement. My partner, Brendan, would probably you know, uh, break out in hives just by hearing me say that because we drew down uh, a lot of our inventory for the end-of-the-year audit. That we do, but um, we still probably had more in inventory than we've ever had in the history of Cape Gunworks at the end of this year. And now here we are entering buying season again and show season, et cetera, et cetera. Shot show is coming up. I will not be attending Shot show this year. Uh, I just don't feel like trying to talk to at booths through a mask and try to sit there and have a conversation with someone through a mask and learn the latest and greatest about the gun when I can't even see their lips. So, For that reason, I'm out. I will not be going this year, but hope to go next year. So anyway, uh, we'll be back after this. And if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license yet, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only. And we recently added a couples class on February 12th. So sign up at capegunworks.com. And we will be right back with John Crump. From Ammo Land and 2AO, so you don't want to miss that. We'll be right back. Stand by.
1: If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC 3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper-ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets out to 600 yards, while the Bullet Drop Compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mph winds. The AR-BDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3.
0: Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. fire toby leary your host and this is the only 2a dedicated radio station around for all things guns freedom second amendment and self-defense and i'm really happy to have on the line with us right now john crump from all over the 2a community he's also a writer at ammoland.com which i frequent a lot to get my information on what's coming down the pipe as far as the 2a community is concerned and uh, john thanks so much for joining us how are you I am doing good how are you doing? I'm doing great and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule Um, and I know you're a busy man and so what are some of the projects you've been working on lately? What have you been up to lately?
2: (laughs) I can give you a little hint of what I am working on right now. I have Every document that the ATF has ever put out, going back to the 70s, about unfinished frames and receivers. Wow. And I'm working on the history of that.
0: Interesting.
2: Uh, That's going to take a little bit of time to come out because there's 500 documents, and each one of those documents are between 20 and 50 pages, basically.
0: Yeah. Wow. And obviously, the... The ATF kind of is a regulatory agency that does its bidding at by whatever administration is in power's, like, you know, preference, correct?
2: Yeah, they are a massive bureaucracy, too. And a lot of times they do stuff that is not even uh, approved by the administration. With the Biden administration right now, they're on the same page, but a lot of times they aren't. Uh-huh. And the ATF is basically a rogue agency, in my opinion.
0: Sure. Yeah, I, I definitely see, you know, a lot of abuse there. And I've said it on my show several times that they just seem to want to change the rules whenever it, it suits them for whatever the flavor of the month is or flavor of the year. And we saw it with the Obama administration, the whole back and forth with the pistol brace thing. And they're on again. They're off again. They're on again. They're off again. <laughs> they are. They aren't. And then... Uh, You know, when Trump came into office, he ordered them basically to find a way to ban the uh, bump stocks. Right. And yes. And then now it's circled back around with the Biden administration and, you know, ghost guns and, you know, pistol brace again. Like that argument hasn't been beat to death enough. So um, do you think that's who they're taking their cues from or is it really just this internal, uh, you know, Giant of a bureaucracy that has its own, you know, food source and heartbeat, if you will.
3: I, I think
2: it's a combination of both. They will take the cues from the administration if they agree with the administration, mm-hmm. um, which mean which means they have a focus, a leader focused on some anti-gun stuff. Mm-hmm. The, Regina Lombardo, who used to lead the ATF, uh, she wasn't pro-gun but she wasn't too anti- -anti anti-gun. The guy that leads it now is named Marvin Richardson and he is extremely anti-gun so you're going to see some more anti-gun stuff come, come out of there. Regina Lombardo kind of balanced it out. A lot of times she was like, you know, we can't do this. A lot of times she did do it but a lot of times she pushback when she was told to do some stuff. Um, right now, the only pushback that I see the ATF doing is if there's a pro-gun president that comes into office and he demands the ATF do something to lessen gun restrictions. I don't see them doing that. At the end of the day, it's not really about guns with the bureaucracy that runs the ATF. It's Trying to make themselves relevant mm. for their budgets. Sure. So it's all about the money.
0: Yeah. Interesting. And uh, so, you know, obviously, we we dodged a bullet, in my opinion, by seeing David Chipman go down. Um, oh
4: cause, yeah, Because
0: he was certainly uh, not going to be friendly to the two A cause. Um, and you uh, mentioned back. What's that?
2: That was payback for the that was paid for the Brady, uh for the Brady and the Giffords groups out there. Right. They put a lot of money behind Biden and Biden promised to put someone in there that was extremely anti gun and that happened to be David Chipman, who actually worked for Giffords. Right. And is working for Giffords now still.
0: Right. And I amazingly tried to say, like, oh, I'm a gun owner, and, uh, you know, I think guns are fine, and blah, 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 and all that stuff in his hearings. I just don't think you should, you know, it was pretty interesting how he danced around the questions and and uh, tried to paint himself as this, you know, uh, basically, I just carry out the rules that you guys make. And, uh, but obviously, it was going to be a a Big target painted on the Second Amendment, um, and obviously the guy who's well, the acting director now is very similarly, you know, uh, shaped, right?
2: Yeah, he's very similarly shaped. Uh, David Chipman, I knew we were in trouble when I read one of his papers, and he tried to argue that magazines holding more than ten rounds should be considered machine guns. Mm. <laughs> okay, this guy. <laughs> Is not on the same page as governors.
0: Yeah. Now, do you think that he's going to end up in some way, shape, or form in the Biden administration as some gun czar or you know some guy that's an appointed position that doesn't need Senate confirmation?
2: I I don't think so. Um, he's bashed the Biden administration a lot over them killing his nomination, okay, so I don't think that is in in the queue.
0: Good. <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that is good that's that's excellent news. Um, I was a little worried about that, you know, but um, it seems like the administration. There's a lot of grumbling from, like you said, those groups that helped put Biden in the White House or, you know, funded his campaign and they want payback. They want some gun control, you know, put into place ASAP. And it seems like nothing has really happened yet. And uh, I'm sure there's lots of work behind the scenes, but they're getting the natives are getting restless and they seem impatient. Like, why has nothing happened? You know, and David Chipman's nomination went down. What's going on? And uh, so... Do you think there's going to be a hard run here in the near future to have some important piece of gun control legislation enacted on or some rule change or something like that?
2: With uh, the unfinished frames and receivers, I see something like that happening. Um, Pistol braces, not as much as I thought it would be at this point. Mm -hmm. But unfinished frames and receivers, I think that's what they are going to try to give to the anti-gunners to satisfy their appetite.
0: Mm. And do you think they'll try to do that through rule change, kind of you know? Yeah,
2: it's definitely rule change. They're not going to be able to get it through Congress. Right.
0: What's the uh, if that is like? Let me back up a little bit. I have always said, like, as disappointed as as I was in the Trump administration for pushing that bump stock ban. I was glad that they went about it the way they did through regulation or rule change so that it wasn't a new piece of law and hoping it would get challenged in court and thrown out. And really, you know, a minor inconvenience, no harm, no foul, maybe a pause on the be- being able to buy them for a few years or whatever till it's challenged. And to me, it still seems like that's a very... Uh, realistic possibility you know i know it's already had some ups and downs in the courts and with the yep. military court systems so do you see that the the rule change with the quote-unquote ghost guns that might go the same route and for me it's, well, it seems better than going through congress and getting voted into law don't you agree or do you think it's yeah, one yeah, the yeah this,
2: this is what i think right now with the bump stocks it's uh, G. Ways case that was in the Sixth Circuit, which ended up in an 8-8 tie, uh, they filed a petition with the Supreme Court. If cert is granted in that, that would be great mm. because the ATF is using Chevron deference for that, which means, you know, if if a law is ambiguous, whatever, that they can determine what it means. Mm. Uh, it's never been applied to a criminal statute, and and with the bump socks it has. So there's a question of whether that's legal or not. If the Supreme Court does take it and overturn the bump stock ban by saying you can't use Chevron for a criminal uh, statute, that would automatically kill the unfinished frames and receivers and the uh, pistol briefs rule. Hmm. because they're, they're using Chevron for those as well. Interesting. So, uh there there is a lot of people ask like why why are you fighting against the bump stock stuff so hard? And now we are seeing why because they use the same principle of Chevron deference. Yeah. to uh to try to get all these other stuff all this other stuff
0: banned. Right. I I mean I think it strikes right at the root or the core of freedom and the 2a uh you know right in and of itself like it strikes at the root of that even though it's a piece of plastic that's a novelty item that some people may or may not care about you know what i mean (laughs) but
2: yep not an inch right that's what i say
0: yeah exactly i i agree with you man and uh John, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a great conversation. We'll definitely have to have you on again. And I appreciate all the hard work you're doing for the 2A community out there. How do people find you?
2: Uh, amaland.com. You can also, on YouTube, go to John Crump News, which is my little news channel. I also have John Crump Live, which is my podcast that I do four times a week, Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern. And I just want to say congratulations to Joe on the kids that are on the way. I can't (laughs) wait to see (laughs) him.
0: Yes, we'll give him the congratulations for you. Thanks so much, John. And uh, don't forget to take a private lesson and get one-on-one instruction tailored to you. We have lessons for pistol, rifle, and shotgun, or test out different guns. Book one now at capegunworks.com forward slash privates. I'm Toby Leary. We'll be right back.
5: The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltechSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash
6: May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex.
0: If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281 603 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281 603 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today.
3: attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms and defend you against firearms or other criminal charges. I can also help protect your property with will sets including trusts, healthcare proxies and powers of attorney zoning, or other permitting issues, as well as collections and civil litigation. To schedule a consultation, call 508-384-8692. That's 508-384-8692. Or visit my website, kglangerlaw.com. Talk to you soon.
0: Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your only weekly show dedicated to all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And right now, we are glad to be joined by Keith Langer. He is a Massachusetts-based attorney that specializes in gun law, and we are glad to have him with us this week. Good to see you again, Keith, and I'll get right to it. At the end of last week, we had a Uh, Question that rolled in after you got off the air. And it was somebody who was listening said, Look, uh, you know, I have a gun that I bought legally with a license to carry years ago, and then I just got lazy and let it lapse. And it's, you know, still in the back of the closet. I never touch it, I never take it out of the house. And, uh, but I haven't applied for my license to carry yet. Am I potentially in trouble? Um, by not having a license to carry and keeping a gun in the home and I figured we'd ask the expert so we have you on and uh so what say you keith is he is he uh, a infraction away from doing time in the big in the big pen or what
3: <laughs> well it depends on what other nonsensical acts or omissions he's guilty of mm-hmm. i mean apparently he's one of these people who bought the gun as a magic talisman, right. uh, a totem that would somehow protect the shield over him, even though he never learned how to use it, never used it, just kept it in the back of a closet, mm-hmm. you know, like a mezuzah on the door or a crucifix over the lintel. Right. Yeah. Uh, so now he wants to actually do something. The bottom line is, if his LTC merely expired, if it was not revoked, if it was not suspended, but merely expired through his own inertia... It's merely a civil penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would be in more difficulty if he went out trying to use it or even more foolishly tried to carry on it and was found. But simply having it, the gun on an expired LTC is civil. Okay. That said, obviously, the intelligent course of action is to renew in whatever town he's in now at his earliest opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, What if Uh,
3: anticipating his next issue? No, his safety certificate did not expire. No, he does not even need a safety certificate because he was already licensed.
4: Mm.
0: Yeah, so he can just process as a renewal, right? Exactly. No matter how much time has gone by,
3: right? Not to say that there are certain obstructionistic towns. We all know which ones they are that may try and throw other. had a menta in his way but he was already licensed he does not need a safety certificate and it is filed as a renewal not a new application Mm
0: -hmm. yeah now a little twist on that that thank you for that that that's awesome Um, a little twist on that would be the calls I get uh, probably once or twice a month you know my dad died and left me everything he owns and Uh, there's some guns. I'm not licensed. I don't have a license. The gun's in the house and in the back of the closet, you know, under the blankets or whatever. I didn't even know my dad owned a gun and now here it is. Uh, And they are like, I really don't have any interest in necessarily getting a license to carry or participating in the 2A community, but I do want to keep the gun as, you know, a, a heirloom or something like that that I got from my father, um, how much trouble is that guy in where he hasn't ever been issued a license and he just has the gun in the back of the closet?
3: Well, his problem is whether or not he's actually named in the will Mm -hmm. as inheriting the guns or if he inherits them by action of law. It also is an issue as to whether he's executor. Well, now it's personal representative for the estate. So that's far more complex and fact-driven. Bottom line is if he doesn't want the guns, then the prudent course of action is to just stay hands clean, one step away, bring in an FFL document them, catalog them, consign them, or sell them outright. Sure. And if he's the personal representative, he needs to account for all that because the proceeds thereof become part of the estate. Right. On the other hand, if he actually wants the guns, then run, do not walk, and get an LTC and work in coordination with the probate of the estate So it gets to the point where he can actually take possession of them.
0: Right. Okay. And if they're already in possession of the gun and somebody, you know, calls 911 because he fell down the stairs or something, and they show up and they got a gun, you know, in the house that they somehow discovered, uh, he could obviously be charged with illegal possession of a firearm, correct? Correct.
3: Right, and that type usually gets charged with negligence storage as well. Right, yeah. I spoke to somebody today who, aside from the fact he didn't know whether he had a .357 or a forty four, <laughs> thought that the, and I quote, button lock on his shotgun was sufficient. The police department thought otherwise. So he's facing <laughs> charges for that because what he calls a button lock is what you and I and anybody else remotely familiar with long arms immediately recognizes as a mere crossbar safety
0: right (laughs) that's what i thought you meant as soon as you said button lock i'm like you mean a safety (laughs) yeah yeah that's what he meant (laughs) well i guess we should all be very excited at the prospect of all the smart guns that are about to descend on us that the technology now exists and works i guess uh i don't know if you saw that article that came out last couple I days.
3: Did, and of course, we all doubt the efficacy, because right. we all have electronics and they all fail. Right, yeah. And yeah. even if the electronics actually work, are your fingers dirty? Are your fingers greasy? Did you just come out of the shower so your fingerprints have swollen? Yeah,
0: well, come Is on. Is
3: battery low?
0: You know, you're... Don't rain on their parade this quickly, let us at least enjoy the prospect of smart guns that know their owners intimately well that as soon as we grab them they'll be we're the only ones who will be able to use them keith i'm I'm sure it's going to work flawless, just like all the other electronic devices in our life yeah, yeah.
3: well, now they 've got James Bond shilling for them between um was it uh Skyfall, where he had the quote unquote smart gun that saved him in the pit with the Komodo dragon. <laughs> and uh, now is his latest one where he's decrying the fact that, gee, a double O agent, i.e., licensed to kill, actually has to use a gun sometimes. I mean, it, it's just <laughs> pathetic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think. King
3: uh Fleming must be rolling in his grave.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, what's funny about the smart guns is the, um, the it was probably the only time one got added to the approved weapons roster without actually having a gun for testing uh and it's to this day i think it's on the approved weapons roster um did do you, you know which one i mean right the
3: oh um there was a isn't that the one, the, the one they were pushing in new jersey
0: yeah i think uh, let me pull it up it was uh it's pretty funny i'm like no one's ever seen this gun. How on earth is it on the approved weapons roster? And they just, you know, on theory... It's the original
3: it's, ghost gun.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's the uh, Armatrix IP-1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, <laughs> I just want to know where I can get my hand on that Armatrix IP-1. I've never seen one in eight years I have in a gun store. But...
3: I want to know how any of, at that time, three, maybe only two, testing labs ever managed to run a test on it
0: yeah i agree i think they just it was kind of like when the germans uh you know gave the japanese uh provisional Aryan status i think that's what it was for the state of massachusetts looking at the list and they wanted to make a smart gun so they were given provisional approved weapons roster status just because of the theory behind it that it's going to make because the they foods. meant well yeah, that's right, that's right they meant well, so <laughs> that's uh that's what I guess is what moves the needle in this state if if you can own a gun that you basically would be rendered useless if you actually needed to use it, it goes right to the top of the list and right to the you know top of the food chain but I'm just nerd the
3: other thing that these people totally ignore is you know what? I don't want to be the only one able to use my guns because I use my guns to train my nieces and my nephews, and sometimes my wife goes to the range. Sometimes I let friends borrow guns. My guns need to work for whoever I give them to. Yeah, I ain't not whoever that. a chip decides, maybe perhaps authorized based upon my fingerprint.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear that, man. It's scary stuff, and I hope it falls in the wasteland of all the other bad ideas some people come up with. But anyway, thanks so much, Keith. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. And if you are a retired law enforcement officer, you can carry in all 50 states with our Leosa qualification class. Go to capegunworks.com and click on classes to sign up today. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today hey it's toby from cape gunworks these days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself at cape gunworks we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes cape gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to CapeGunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary, your host. Join us every week. the only radio show that talks all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. We're going to get to your questions. If you are wondering how I'm getting to your questions, go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire so you can be notified whenever we go live. And you can type your question into the chat or you can call in, talk to us on the phone, whichever way you prefer. I would say the chat is the preferred method of communication on the rapid-fire show, which is funny because when I do the Grace Curley show, it's just the opposite. Lots of phone calls. But either way, we're happy to talk to you or chat with you, and we're just happy you're here to be a part of the show. So let's get right to it. Um, Let's see. Jorge is wondering if 338 Lapua is legal in Massachusetts. Yes, it is. They have not banned calibers yet in Massachusetts, so shh, don't give them any ideas. Because, you know, what's really comical is like when California banned 50 BMG. We've had other states ban 50 BMG. It's the solution in search of a problem. And no one is being slain on the streets of, you know, L.A. with 50 BMG. It's just not happening. And so... Um right after they banned fifty BMG, uh Barrett ah! Barrett and all of its wisdom came out with the four sixteen Barrett, which is a fifty BMG necked down to four sixteen, which all of a sudden had a better ballistic coefficiency than fifty BMG, because it's just a big lumbering heavy round that kinda you know loses its Uh, accuracy at distance so the 416 Rigby ended up being a far superior round to the, I'm sorry, the 416 Barrett ended up being a far superior round to the 50 BMG out at, you know, 2500 yards or whatever, so um, people love uh, ingenuity and Patriots don't like to be have their rights infringed on, so they find the workaround, and the workaround is oftentimes better than the original uh, solution, so Anyway, um, 338 Lapua is one of those rounds that has come out and has just proven to be a very effective, uh, long-range round that has some big bore, big power behind it, and uh, great ballistic efficiency. Um It's an amazingly long round, and uh, I know the military has been using it for, you know, long-range interdiction and et cetera, et cetera, but... A lot of people who are passionate precision rifle shooters are getting into the three thirty eight Lapua game, so it's a great round. We have, we've sold several guns that shoot it, and uh, we have it in stock at the shop right now. So yeah, go it, go out and grab one if you want one. Uh, Chris is wondering where what happened to the FPC lawsuit against the approved weapons roster, and um, the that is still ongoing. I think the day in court is going to happen sooner in California. So you're going to, if you want to track how the California case goes, that certainly could have long-term implications or impact for all of the banned states like ours, um, where there's lists of guns that can and can't be sold and send your money to firearms policy coalition so that they can be well-funded to go after these tyrannical states and who want to infringe upon our rights and violate our Second Amendment and our civil rights um, but that I think will have its day in court sooner than the Massachusetts lawsuit and hopefully if they win in California and the appeal goes to the Supreme Court uh, that'll have countrywide implications and maybe the case here will end up uh, you know, simultaneously running as well so we'll see um let's see real quick the foster the roster doesn't matter anyway it only dictates what an nffl can transfer to you not what you can purchase or own. which is anything that doesn't violate the assault weapons ban that's true sig fan i agree with that statement um so you can own whatever pistol you want in the state um so you might have to get it through private transfer or through uh you know uh, moving here with that gun but anyway Uh, Private archery lessons are back. Check the calendar to schedule a one-on-one archery lesson with Dylan, our new archery guru. Go to capegunworks.com and click on the class link to book one today. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire.
6: Made in America since
4: 1949.
6: Family owned and operated legendary performance this is hornady
0: federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations when you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion you need punch defensive ammunition from federal the leader in nickel plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition get federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at cape gunworks
6: snap safe Featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a
0: lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281 603 0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and please follow us if you go to capegunworks.com. You can sign up whenever we go live, and you can be a part of the discussion. Whether or not you're into guns, if you want to talk about the Second Amendment, pro or con, uh, we'd love to have you on um, and be a part of the discussion, which we're going to get back to your questions here. Um, So we just talked about the 338 Lapua, that it's legal, and I said, yes, every home should have one. And uh, then we talked about the Firearms Policy Coalition lawsuit on the approved weapons roster. Um, Bob wants to know where out west will I be going and what game will I be hunting? I'm going to be hunting whitetail deer in southern Texas on the La Perla Ranch, I believe is the name of it and uh, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, I'll let you guys know how I make out um the uh Matt's wondering about my thoughts on the iron horse thumb operated lower and you know i I saw it at a show once, and I was intrigued, but I'm not sure it's intuitive after shooting for. 20-something years, um, and what he's talking about, there's this AR-15 lower that has the trigger on the back of the uh, grip. It's like a thumb-operated trigger instead of a of a um, trigger-finger-operated trigger, and I, I have seen it. I've played with it, and I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Jury's still out. I would have to try it to say if I like it, but I guess it's you know, ambidextrous and you get a cleaner break because you're not hooking, you're pushing straight ahead. So, in theory, you can get some uh, get some more accurate trigger break shots or you could work on your trigger break. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Toy Town is wondering if I've tried the Langdon version of the 1301 and I have not. Um, Why? I, I, I assume... It's probably a great gun. Langdon Tactical does a phenomenal job on all the tune-ups they do to the Berettas and everything else. Um, and I assume that they do some uh, you know, nice upgrades. Uh, that's my only complaint about the 1301 uh, is the sec- the aftermarket parts for it are kind of hard to get. And they make adapters so you can put Magpul stocks on them. They make different foreends, ends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not like easily obtainable. And I know, even um, I think I'm trying to remember which I can which, use, which YouTuber did the review of it. There was an in-depth. I can't remember if it was Mac or, um, you know, um, it might have been Grand Thumb or somebody did a pretty good in-depth review of the 1301 tactical and they lamented that fact that even as a dealer they had a hard time getting the parts that they wanted to upgrade the um the what do you call it 1301 so he had to order at, at like two times retail off ebay because the um the gun wasn't readily the parts weren't readily available so yeah that was uh kind of a pain in the neck but so the langdon tactical basically has the magpul stock and the magpul forend which makes it easier to attach accessories to it and it has a shell holder on the side i don't know if they've done anything to the action of the gun Um, there's really not a whole lot that needs to happen to that gun it is a phenomenal um, phenomenal gun so anyway um i would i look forward to getting my hands on one and checking it out so um i'll look into that uh, let's see. Uh, Lambo is wondering what are the guns on the main rack that I posted on the Instagram? Uh, we did a post a post on Instagram, uh, earlier today, which are, uh, let me just see here. I'll pull up the post so I can tell you, but it's, yeah, the, these are some guns that we have in stock and we have in the picture a, uh, set me L we have the Robinson armament XCRL both of those guns are uh, take AR-15 pattern magazines. Um, we have the Ruger PC Carbine. We have the Bren 2, Gen 2 Bren 2. Uh, it's a sweet, sweet gun that also takes AR-15 magazines and shoots 5.56. Five, it's a great battle rifle. Um, then we have what looks like a, another Robinson Armament XCR might be the M version instead of the L, uh, which is the bigger magazine. So that's 6.5 Creedmoor. And we have those in light and heavy barrel options. We have the Beretta CX-4 Storm. We have the Tavor TS-12 shotgun. We have the uh, FN-PS90. And to round out the lineup, we have the Tavor X95. And then on the bottom of the shelf, we have the High Point Carbine, which is a fun, fun little... Sorry about that. My dog is wanting to be a part of the show and knocked my microphone off. (laughs) Relax, buddy. Relax. Um, But the Just Right carbines are actually, I'm sorry, not the Just Right. The High Point carbines are actually fun shooters. I had a wonderful time shooting one of those in 380 once on a steel plate rack, and it was just a ton of fun. Um, so they're a great little pistol caliber carbine for the money. They come in .380, .940, 45 and 10 millimeter, I believe. So anyway, um, that's what we got on that post. Um, and we have most of those guns in stock still. Uh, so what do I think about Jeff Deal winning the governor election would mean for us in terms of the Healy ban? He's backed by the NRA, and how bad would it be if Healy wins, assuming she runs for the left um uh, she is. I believe she is running for governor. I don't know if she officially announced. I think Jeff Deal would be phenomenal if he became governor. Do I think he has a chance? I, I guess so, because this state, for whatever reason, has a history of voting for Republican governors. And I think though that most of them are rhinos, and they really are um, Republicans in name only, and very left leaning. And willing to go with the flow, they're not, you know, going to be some groundbreaking, you know, changing, you know, the hardcore conservative. They don't. They wouldn't stand a chance. But I think it it appeases the mind a little bit of the Massachusetts voter that they vote a Republican um, governor. Like they have such a hard left or hard Democrat house and legislature i think there's like 34 republican uh representatives in the entire state house and so i think they're like well we need to have some sort of balance and we're going to vote for a republican governor because they've done it a few times they did vote in uh deval patrick who was a democrat but you know before that there were Mitt romney and weld and and then since we have uh tall deval which is um uh, you know, Charlie, Charlie Parker, as people like to call him and refer to him. Uh, but but uh, Charlie Baker is not running for re-election. And I don't know if he's got his fingers crossed behind his back or not, but we'll see. Um, but <laughs> Jeff Deal would be great. And I like the guy. He's I've had him at the shop here. We hosted a fundraiser for him when he was running for Senate. I had him out on the range shooting guns. He does have an LTC. He's a gun owner himself and a good guy. Um, I also spoke at a rally in Brewster at the Brewster Sportsman's Club that he gave a speech at. And that was a really good time to hear him. He's very passionate and very amped up and ready to go. So he's got my vote if he's running for governor, uh, which he is. um, I'm definitely going to vote for him. He's a good dude and a good family man and I'd love to see him run and and win so anyway uh we'll see how that works out um let's see uh which 5.7 do I think is better the Ruger or the FN I like the FN better Lambo because um it, it has a little bit more intuitive safety up where my finger rests on the side of the slide anyway and I just like the FN gun better but I do like the Ruger I'm also a fan of that but Um, If I had to buy one or the other, I would be getting the FN. It's a great gun, but... All right, well, we are done with the first hour of Rapid Fire. If you're listening on the radio, you'll have to go over to the website to get the second hour. Um, The show goes on. You don't want to miss this week's second hour. We got Joe the gunsmith on, and we got that awesome shooting contest at the end. So make sure you go over to capegunworks.com and click on the Rapid Fire icon. Uh, You can ask us more questions. and Check out some of the videos on YouTube freedom will always be on the right side of history. I am Toby Leary. God bless. We'll see you next time or stay tuned for the second hour. Thanks so much.
6: your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex.
0: Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i.
5: The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at Voltechsafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash
6: May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to
0: the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281 603 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281 603 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your favorite show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense, sponsored by Vortex Optics. Make sure you tune in to CapeGunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to join the conversation. We want your voice to be a part of the show. Remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at CapeGunworks. If you go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Daily Motion, Telegram, that's my new favorite. Rumble and Getter has us back on. So we would love to see you there. Um, So like, subscribe, share, and all that good stuff. And we'll defeat the evil algorithms of big tech. So this is the second hour of uh, Rapid Fire. So stick around. We're going to get to your questions. And we have Joe the gunsmith coming on in the second segment. And don't forget, we have this exciting new episode 2 of Toby Takes on the World. So, uh, yeah, you'll have to see how that all played out. Um, but anyway, let's get right to your questions because I was a little long-winded in the first hour. Um, Chris is wondering, if he makes an 80% lower into an AR-15, would I be in violation of the assault weapons ban? I'm assuming yes. Well, technically, you'd be in a violation of Maura Healy's edict as her... Interpretation of the assault weapons ban um, and her enforcement notice of that. So I would say yes, you would by whatever you know by as a procedural uh, you'd be in you'd be in violation of it. Um, And I think it hasn't been tried yet, or there's no legal precedent of anyone being charged with it. But um, it could be that somebody would be or will be. And we'll see how that all plays out as soon as somebody gets charged or, you know, uh, gets jammed up. And he follows up with the the same guy follows up with is a DSI DS 15 stripped billet fixed magazine lower uh, with the mil spec hard coat anodized legal in mass. And can I build that into an AR? And absolutely you can with that. Because it's a originally designed as a fixed magazine. And we sell those when we can get them. They sell out very quickly. And uh, we have the, the DS-10 version in stock at this time. But we don't have any of the DS-15s. But the fixed mag lowers are great. They make a phenomenal product. They're made in Long Island, New York. And theirs is a little bit different than the Franklin Armory. And theirs definitely works very well with the Maglula I'm sorry the mean arms uh, mag loader so the mean arms MA loader um, that they work very well with those so you can build that into an AR you don't have to pin the stock you don't have to worry about threaded muzzles you don't have to worry about flash hiders you can even have a bayonet lug on that because it's not considered an assault weapon if the magazine is not detachable it can't be considered an assault weapon. So there you have that. Um, and Bob was chiming in and said, can he will his daughter her his guns if she happens to be under 21? And then she gets her LTC at 21. And uh, I'm really happy that Keith Langer chimed into the chat. And he says, the issue is how old is she when you actually pass on? And is it time for her to inherit them? You'd probably want to put them into a trust clause to hold them for her uh, if she's not 18 for long arms or 21 uh, for handguns. Uh, Obviously, if she is of age, it wouldn't be an issue. But while she's a minor, you want to probably put that wording in that trust. So thanks, Keith, for chiming in on that because um, I was going to tell him to call you. (laughs) I have no idea, but uh, that type of thing and, you know, the nuance of legality and whatnot and even when you try to do the right thing if you don't do it the right way you can shoot yourself in the foot so no pun intended but um there you go um so chris is opining that the guns and gadgets to a blend is great by blackout coffee so i was talking about that in the first hour and so i would agree um i like it so come on down and grab some if you want uh When was the last time we had an ATF director as opposed to an acting director? Boy, that's been a long time. I think two administrations have had acting uh, directors. And honestly, I can't remember the last one that was confirmed. It has become like a very hot button, uh, you know, appointment where... You know, when a Republican's in office and he appoints somebody, the the Democrats, you know, don't confirm him and vice versa. Um, So we'll see if uh, anyone gets confirmed. And right now, the acting director is marginally better than uh, what the director that was nominated by the Biden administration, uh, David Waco Chipman, would have been like so. Uh, but he is better than him, but marginally. And so, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Toy Toy Town is volunteering to fall on the sword and be the test case for any new rule. He just needs a lawyer to sponsor him. So, <laughs> Keith, if you want to bankroll it, uh, Toy Town will be the test case. Uh, I I would say steer clear of that uh, at all costs. <laughs> you don't want to be uh, putting everything you've worked for in limbo just to try to make a point you know it but it's funny though in gun circles you hear a lot of people who say shall not comply as they hold their registered short barreled rifle in their hands and or their AR-15 that they did a background check to purchase or their uh, pre-ban AK-47 that they bought and you know, it was it was you know able to be bought because it's pre-banned. So we all talk a good game, but none of us want to get strung out and jammed up. Even though the sentiment with "shall not comply" resonates with every gun owner, we believe the government is in direct violation of the Second Amendment, and has been infringing upon our rights for decades and, you know, continues to do so every time they swear and up to uphold the Constitution and then vote for, you know, comprehensive, common sense gun control. So I think that is something that we need to, you know, come to grips with is how, much exposure are we comfortable with and being sneaky about it isn't the same as being a conscientious objector where you say I will not comply with these illegal gun laws and I'm not going to hide in my basement and do that I am going to be out in the open and in your face so that is kind of a Catch 22 because I'm not willing to even temporarily throw everything I've worked for my whole life as a gun store owner and a gun owner personally. I don't feel like throwing that out the window while I do a protracted three to five year lawsuit or criminal defense suit for, you know, that could cost millions of dollars. So... How much <laughs> shall not comply are you comfortable with? Um, it's an it's a individual and subjective uh, paradigm that you all have to come up with on your own. And just being sneaky isn't the same. So anyway, I digress. I don't know where all that came from. Don't forget to check out Date Night every Friday night and Ladies Night on Thursdays or try our range experience package if you don't have a gun license, you don't need one you'll be under the tutelage of one of our range safety officers and check it out at capegunworks.com and we will be right back after this with Joe the gunsman
1: If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets out to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mph winds. The AR BDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the arbdc 3 Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks, excited about the
0: change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, Take a class and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and join us every week as we talk about all things guns, freedom, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we even talk about some gunsmithing stuff. And right now we are pleased to have in studio, not trolling us on the chat, live in person, Joe from Shooting Gallery New England, who is also Cape Gunworks' stud gunsmith. So, Joe, thanks for coming on the show. How are you?
7: I'm doing well. Thank you.
0: And I know it's been a long time. We've threatened to have you on the show, but it's better late than never, right?
7: Yeah. Well, you know, when you're taking over the entire department, you know, someone like me, I have to, you
0: know, I have to work. Yeah. We got to, we got, we had to loosen up your schedule a little bit to get you out here on, and, uh, you know, from behind the vice to, you know, you're a busy man out there, but we appreciate all all that you do. Yeah, And uh, so why don't you give everybody a quick, you know, who's Joe introduction and, and uh, tell them how you got started in guns and gunsmithing and everything else. Well, I
7: didn't really grow up with guns. I grew up in a very kind of anti-gun house, and then I was bullied profusely growing up and uh, i just decided you know what when i got of age i kind of got older and i was like all right i got i brought out i was brought out to go shooting with one of my friends and they were like oh try it out and that first shot i fell in love with it
0: hooked
7: huh yeah <laughs> literally it was a ruger three uh p345 and i was just like this is awesome and then yeah. tried like an 1100 and a bunch of other like cool guns and i just fell in love nice so, uh, from there, I kind of just went all in, and when I mean all in, I went to uh, every training class I could to become an instructor. I became a state-certified instructor of the state police, an uh, in NRA-certified instructor. Then from there, I was like, all right, what else can I do? Uh, started going, looking into schools and stuff like that, and just kind of tinkering around, and I got accepted to the Sonoran Desert Institute, and... um the associate's degree program so i actually got a legit degree in firearms technology
0: nice yeah nice which is saying something because you know so many people just apply for a state license that says i'm a gunsmith and therefore they say they're a gunsmith but you have some good training behind that i went to college i actually went to college that's more than can be said for me joe so uh someday i'll maybe take a course that i could then say i'm a college graduate but i can't say that so i mean Uh, i can get you a link if you want (laughs) you got an in for me over there uh you could make some calls for me but yeah i could okay Um... (laughs) um so what you know you you got into sonoran desert institute you you did that and you got out now you got your own show going you got shooting gallery new england what got you into blogging and you know video logging and all that what what i just started with that
7: so i got into youtube because i just i always equated getting into the firearms industry as getting into the pro wrestling industry back in the 80s i couldn't get into a shop to save my life no one would hire me whether it be sales or whether it be like gunsmithing you name it i couldn't get a job and mm-hmm. i wanted to do this um had a couple opportunities at sig up in exeter uh for whatever you know for many reasons i had to turn them down and uh I decided, alright, I'll try and make my own way and I started doing like YouTube videos with my friend and uh my buddy who like I live in um off Cape So mm-hmm. uh he lived in the same town I lived in, so we he had steel plates and everything like that. It was actually really fun. And uh we started making videos and then I still had all this like energy and God love my wife because she was like looking at me one day, she's like, You know what? I love you but I'm not as into guns as you think I am. <laughs> so could you take that energy and just kind of figure it out? And uh, I started a podcast with my my buddy with 19 episodes. Um, he ended up having to stop doing the channel because he lost his mom to cancer. and He had a lot of stuff going on. So I kind of took the reins. But even going on with that, I started live streaming on YouTube and just talking, you know, a Designated topic, and then occasionally we'd get guests. and I landed John Patton from the Gun Collective as my first guest. Nice. Uh, and I always looked up to John because you know he's a bigger guy, and I we kind of have like I've, I've, not, I've never met him, I met his uh fiance, but uh, we just kind of always had the same interests. And uh, I was like, oh wow, I have him on my show. Then I had Brandon Herrera from uh, the AK guy on. I've had uh, after that, I think I had hold my guns on mm-hmm. before we had to i had to change like software and stuff like that for streaming but i started getting a lot of guests and then it just kind of snowballed into okay we got more subscribers we got more people looking at the videos that i'm not a tech genius i i'm surprised i know how to turn a computer on <laughs> so i uh it's a lot self taught mm-hmm. and um i i've just i just kind of fell in love with it and it kind of just re threes made me think like hey this is what i want to do with my life sure so, and uh yeah. i've had the opportunity to hang out with some really
0: cool people do some really cool things uh shoot some really really cool guns <laughs> yeah and you you actually took home a trophy that looks a lot like that one yeah. from the Gunmakers makers match well right?
7: you see here's the thing mine says three yeah and yours says one oh. so um First place. I'm third place. So.
0: Oh well, that's all right. Better better luck next time. We're gonna host that match again. Well, you sandbagged me. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. No, that
7: was the first. That was the first match I've ever shot in my life. And you did great. I I had an absolute ball. I'm probably gonna be going to uh the national one because yeah. the team I shoot for is gonna be going there, and they want me to go. It's just getting my my gun down there.
0: That's what I'm trying to figure out because I, I don't like TSA. I think they're pointless. Ah, it's easy peasy. Mm. No problem. I, I might be down there with you, so we'll see how that goes. I, I haven't quite convinced my wife that we should go spend our anniversary in, <laughs> in St. <laughs> Augustine at a dusty gun range. I mean, she just, you know, my wife probably is a lot like your wife and, you know, doesn't quite share the passion of nah. guns that I do. Nah. However she does roll with the punches she's she's pretty good and uh when we first got married it would have been out of the question but but we are celebrating our 24th anniversary in march and you know we did it last year i was down there the week before the national Gunmakers match the first and the inaugural one and i was doing an instructor development conference and uh so i was down there for a weekend with that and she got to go around to the beach and go shopping while i was at the range every day and then we Did some, uh, you know, anniversary type stuff after the fact. So I think I can convince her. But did you take her to Disney? No, no. We that's not a thing that we would do without kids at this point in our lives. You know, I would,
7: I would go. Yeah. Oh man, you'd get me there in a heartbeat.
0: I'm sure there'll, there'll be a point in my life when I'm like old enough to appreciate it again. Where like right now, it's more. I'm still in the thrill seeker. Uh, side of life and you know the it's a small world after all doesn't do it for me anymore uh, so i i would go to universal or something like that but anyway um yeah that's just the way it is i don't know how we got off track but anyway um getting back to what you do your day-to-day operation what you, what's your day-to-day look like at cape gunworks when you you know come to work uh, number one i shouldn't ask this question on the air but i'm hoping you're happy with your job you like what you do for a living <laughs> i i just made myself very vulnerable folks so I that have, is a I professional hold, liability that i am willing to risk
7: i hold the stake of this shop in my hands right now do you know the power you just gave me
0: <laughs> uh no i absolutely love my job here
7: i i wake up i used i've done some you know i was a painter for 10 years and uh when you're breathing in paint fumes all and uh, walking up and down stairs puttying holes and setting baseboard nails holes it's not it's not a fun time Mm -hmm. so i this is what i wanted to do and it's my first opportunity i've been able to actually work in the industry that i love so like i get to come in every day and i knew when i first started working here it was um it was it was really weird because i was very shy I, i thought i was like the one mistake because I've worked for my dad I'm used to having that safety <laughs> net so I don't have my family and I, I just i felt like you guys are my family here so I, I feel like you know it's I'm not stressed
0: as much so it's you're like, gonna make I, me tear up Joe you're gonna make me tear up here, well uh, that's I, I'm,
7: I'm a you know I'm a tear jerker you know uh, but no I love my job here I come here every morning I kind of see okay what do we got to do for compliance work? Unfortunately, we have to do compliance work in this state. Uh, and then I go by cross of elimination. What is going to be the quickest? What is going to be, okay, do I have to test fire guns? Do I have to sight any guns in? I don't want to be rude with a three oh eight going in there and sighting in a gun. When you have a new shooter that's shooting a 22, and because, you know, me personally, if I go into a range, if I was a new guy and I was next to someone who had like a three thirty eight Lapua Magnum, and they're like, yeah, we're sighting in at 25 yards. Wouldn't be, really want to go shooting again. That's that's not a fun time. So I, I, I'm I'm as respectful as I can be on the range. Sure. And then, uh, I just kind of go from there. I really enjoy doing uh, gun builds. So whenever yeah. I get builds in, I uh, my creativity goes wild.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Um, well, it's funny. You you know you talk about compliance work, and yeah, we're constantly pinning and welding and even pinning magazines or pinning stocks. So I, I would say that's probably a good. 50% of your job is just compliance work. But then you get to get into some fun stuff here and there and, you know, mount a scope and test fire it and, you know, get it boresighted and get uh, whatnot. Or or maybe even, like, you know, you took advantage of the range being on site a couple weeks ago. And I don't know if you're up to date with your podcast and your show and stuff, but you did that build with that 365 or 320 build yes. from yes. JSD. Why don't you tell everyone about that? JSD supply build. Yeah. Yeah,
7: Jordan Vinro. If you're out there watching, you are the man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I love Jordan
7: very much. Uh, he uh, so yeah, he's the first. He was the first build this year, or that got finished this year. I finished it up. Um, so JST Supply makes the MUP one, which is the eighty uh, percent three twenty fire control unit. And uh, he was cool enough to send me all the goodies, and I got the Patmos Arms Revelation slide and throw a red dot on there and it was a really fun build i i'm not that much of a metalwork guy granted you know i work on 1911 sometimes but when it came to drilling and stuff like that i was like all right i can do this and it, it was such a fun build and how fast i was able to get that thing running it was it was so fun
0: nice well you did great and how can people uh follow you where where can they find you
7: you can find me on youtube.com forward slash shooting gallery ne and you can also find me on tiktok as well i'm on the tiktoks
0: you know Ooh. yeah Star TikTok star, right there. Yes. All right. Thanks, Joe, for coming on. We appreciate you, man. And uh, if you're gonna travel or you want to get your license to carry in multiple states, check out our Utah 36-state concealed carry class. You get everything you need to apply for the Utah license at the end of the class. Go to CapeGunWorks.com and click on the class link to book the class today. This is Rapid Fire. We will be right back.
5: The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltechSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash
6: May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level.
0: Welcome to the Vortex. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And gunsmithing. So, it's good to have Joe on the on the show here. We've been threatening to get him on. And now, he's indebted to me. He's going to have to have me on as a guest on his show. That's the way this industry works, folks. <laughs> one hand, one what is it? One hand washes the other. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. No, I'm just kidding. I'm glad to have him on. It was a good time. And uh, so let's see. Back to your questions. Um, Michael wants to know if we have any Tavor 7s in stock. And the answer is no. Wah, wah, wah. The funny thing is, like, I used to not want to carry knives because, like, I could carry 4,782 knives in here. And someone would be like, do you have the one with the braided lanyard and you'd be like uh no but I'll braid you a lanyard and put one on no I want the one with the braided lanyard so it's always the way like you know you get I have like a lot of Tavor guns right now and a lot of IWI guns I got the Ace Gen 2 I got the Tavor X95 I got the TS12 I have what else That that might be it I'm trying to make it sound like a really big list but I don't have the Tavor seven, which is the three oh eight version, but we will try to get it. It's been very difficult to get, so uh, but you, we do you get you could them.
5: always cruise over to Capegunworks.com forward slash
7: firearms to see what is available.
0: True. True story. And can you do a special order on the website yet?
4: A special Special it's a yes orders or no
0: always wish. need to be in person. Okay, in I don't person know if or they'll ever home.
7: be uh, on the website. You can add it to the wish list. Right. So you can add it, it, it to it'll... the wish
0: list. Yeah. You can probably find it on our website. It'll be out of stock. But you can also um, give us a call and put a special order in. And if then if it when says, it comes in...
7: If it says we'll ship from distributor, that means that we can get it. You can purchase it and we'll bring it in for you.
0: Right. Yeah. If it says we'll ship from distributor, it's in stock at the distributor. But anyway... Um. Yeah. So there you have that. And Davey is wondering, oh, Davey's making a statement. If Healy becomes governor, I'm moving out of state the next day. Um, Wow. That's some quick action, man. Uh, You better have a place to go. Um, But I understand the sentiment of that. Um, I think that it would be wise to plan your exit accordingly. Don't just like up and move. But um, I get it. I understand, and people say it to me all the time. How on earth do you have a gun store in Massachusetts? You, do you like beating your head against the wall repeatedly? And I'm like, apparently I do, because I didn't know that's what was required to have a gun store in Massachusetts. But why don't you make me? Here I am, and uh, it is a little bit of, you know, unfortunate torture uh, when you want to be able to sell a, a nice gun that you can't. Um, We will persevere, I promise. Um, (laughs) Gerald's wondering if the IWI Zion 15 is mass compliant. I see it listed on the category of our website as mass compliant, but not on the state website. Well, it'll never be on the state website because they're not good about updating what guns we can and can't sell here in Massachusetts as it pertains to long guns. But with that being said, no, the gun is not mass compliant and i will have our tech department re-tag that weapon so it does not say mass compliant because it is in fact an ar-15 which we cannot sell thanks to the edict from 7 2016 when maura Haley operated as judge jury and executioner she played all three branches of the government in one fell swoop of her pen and got supported in that rogue event that she did uh in that act of tyranny by redefining what could and could not be sold here in Massachusetts enforcing that law laws that were not on the books and getting the support of the legislature and the governor while having the Boston PD standing next to her saying that this is gonna make our community safer because we're gonna have less guns that we don't take off the street already off the street so you know where's the logic in that in other words we don't take these guns off the street now, but it makes us safer because we won't be taking them off the street down the road. Uh, okay, if that's your logic, um, see you in court. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but that's the way it is. And promptly three lawsuits cropped up, and uh, but the Supreme Court did not hear cert on them. And so we're back to square one, peg one. So we're now looking at California. That's where we stand. So let's see how that all goes. Um, Ricardo wants to know if the Smith & Wesson M&P Compact is legal in the state, and if so, do we carry them? It is not, and unfortunately, I don't think it ever will be, unless FPC is successful in getting the stupid approved weapons roster list thrown out on the fact that it is unconstitutional. But... There's a perfect example of a gun that I would like to own or Ricardo would like to own. And he can't come buy it at Cape Gunworks because the state says, no, that gun is not safe enough for you. So they have to think for us sometimes. Um, Joe also wants to know about the FN 502, if we have any at the store. And that is also, unfortunately, a big fat no because it is not on the approved weapons roster. We haven't had an updated approved weapons roster since June. So any gun that's come out since June is definitely not able to be sold in Massachusetts, unfortunately. Um, but that is a gun that I'm hopeful will be added to the mass approved weapons roster. It's a very cool gun. It is a hammer fired gun um, that is has a thumb safety on it. It has a threaded barrel and uh, they do make a 10 round version. And it's a really, really cool gun. It's cut for a red dot optic, and it is a great subcaliber training gun or subcaliber gun or just a nice range gun to plink at the range, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'm hopeful that that gun will be tested for sale in Massachusetts. And FN has been doing a good job of adding guns to the roster. So it started with the FNX, then they did the 509, then they did the 503, So, and then the 5.7. So, yeah, they've been graciously adding guns to the list. And I'm hoping that they'll do the 502 as well. There's not a good selection of 22 pistols that you can genuinely say are sub-caliber training guns. Like the Glock 44 or, um, you know, the Taurus TX-22 or something like that. Those guns are very, very good quality size and feel of a regular you know 9mm 380 40 45 whatever it is that you'd most likely have as a defensive gun and when ammo gets tight and expensive some people want to shoot a full size 22 pistol that has similar controls or feel or whatever to the to the actual gun that they carry i don't think sub caliber training is an entire replacement for actual firearms training, but it certainly gets you to the range and gets you shooting. I'm I'm all for that. So hopefully we'll see those make the list soon. Uh Scooted wants to know what I think about the quality of the radical firearms, good or bad. I think they're they're good. Um I have very limited experience with them. I haven't put thousands of rounds down range with them, but I know that they are a very popular gun, especially in the last couple of years. In free states, uh, people have been buying them like crazy. And um, I think that they're, you know, a very adequate gun for the money. Uh, So I wouldn't hesitate to get one if you had a chance to. So, uh, and Bob is very happy we're selling blackout coffee. So I agree, and so are we. Uh, Alan wants to know if we have any mass-compliant rifles in stock. And I'm not sure what he means. Does he mean pre ban mass-compliant? Or just mass compliant, because we have hundreds of mass compliant rifles for sale. Um, we have, you know, bolt action, semi-automatic. We have 22s. We have lever actions. We You know what's a lever action that I can't believe hasn't sold? Is that Chiapa 44 Magnum. It looks like the Marlin Dark Series. It's all blacked out. It has the paracord on the large loop. And it's a takedown. But it's the short 16-inch barrel takedown rifle
1: it's nice. 40 44
0: mag thing is sweet i gotta do a little video of that gun and i'm i thought that thing would jump off the shelves uh speaking of marlin ruger has obviously uh if, if you haven't heard yet has acquired marlin and they are releasing the 1895 uh <laughs> large loop um in 4570 the stainless with a laminated stock and those should start shipping soon I'm hoping. I have many distributors with them on order. I have many orders in with distributors, so hopefully we'll get them pretty soon. We'll see. But as far as getting back to the question about mass-compliant rifles, I have some great alternatives to AR-15s or the guns that Maury Healy did ban on 7-2016. The day that will live in infamy is the way I look at it. Interrupted my golf game with my dad on 7 in fact that day i'm not gonna say what i was gonna say i'll pull a joe biden i'm not gonna go there i was about to say something stupid so i'm glad i caught myself but anyway that day disrupted my golf game and you know changed the trajectory of our business for a long time because at the time i would say 50 percent of our business was what we call black rifles you know like Black guns, like AR-15s or AK-47s, et cetera, et cetera. So we had to kind of retool our business plan going forward. So anyway, uh, Matt says, Joe's pretty quiet, and he is. But he's a good dude, and look him up, and it's amazing. He has a podcast as quiet as he is, but he comes out of his shell. So you got to go check out his podcast. And Bob says, Joe, thanks for the great service on his AR. So that's awesome. Um, oh, I think Matt was referring to his microphone, not his personality. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm a little slow on the uptake. Uh, Tommy Gunn was saying his first date with his wife was with a 357 mag. 30 years later, there's still, still a thing. And the, fam- the family that shoots together stays together, right? Um, my wife and I had many a dates on the range. In fact, I have a great picture of her at the range shooting my 1911, my Colt combat commander that I, it was the first firearm I ever bought, first handgun I ever bought. And we were probably, I don't know, 19 years old. I don't think we were even dating yet. And we were at the range, and there was like a group of guys surrounding my wife watching her shoot. And she's standing there, dri- drives out on target and just, Punches the center of the bullseye out. Game over. And I think a lot of the guys there were like, "Ah, let's pack it up, fellas. I'm done shooting for the day." Because they didn't, want, <laughs> they didn't want to go toe to toe with my wife. But anyway, um, it was a it was a pretty fun day on the range. And I have that picture of them all kind of like watching her shoot. It was pretty good. Um, so yeah, um, and 24 years later, we're st- we're still a thing, and she still loves to shoot. Um, so. DRBR says, what do I hear about the Smith & Wesson CSX coming to Mass? Uh, I don't hear a lot about that. Smith & Wesson plays very tight to the chest with their cards as far as any guns being tested for sale in Massachusetts. I'm actually on the uh, retail advisory council at Smith & Wesson, and I still can't really get the even a wink and a nod. But I held that gun back in June way before it was released and um i was impressed with it and i was like ah eh, do you think it's coming And smith's pretty good about testing their gun so i would say i think i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say i think that is one that we will see on the roster in the future so anyway uh the pepper spray class is back by popular demand in february this class is for people who want to learn about alternatives to Uh, lethal defense in the class you'll actually dispense water-based practice spray units plus you'll learn all the facets of non-lethal defense go to capegunworks.com and click on classes to sign up we'll be right back you're listening to Rapid Fire I'm Toby Leary you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days, you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and please join us every week the only show that round on radio that talks about all things guns, freedom, second amendment, self defense. And we were going to get right back to your questions cuz this hour is flying by. So anyway, um Bobby thinks I should get that Daewoo, and I don't know which Daewoo he means, but uh it's a cool Daewoo's are very cool guns and uh the pre bands and I remember them when they uh when I used to be at the gun shows and see them and be like yeah, this gun's cool. I'm not quite going to buy something from Korea yet, but I really like them now and I wish I had. So there you have it. Um, Alan's saying he was interested in pre bans Okay. So pre-band rifles right now. What I have is I got a really rare Steyr, Madi AK 47, which is if you're really a AK geek, um, it is the gun that was used in Red Dawn. It was the first AK-47 ever imported into the United States. It was also uh, a very expensive gun. In the early 80s, this gun was $1,200, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. That's probably equivalent to three 3000 bucks. you know, a gun for 3000 bucks today. It was like the FN scar of its day. Then Narinko started importing and selling guns for four or five hundred bucks or three to four hundred bucks, the AK 47s. So all of a sudden, dealers had a problem. They had these expensive Egyptian Mahdi, you know, these Steyer Mahdi uh, AK 47s that are basically a Russian AK because the Russians set up the Egyptians with AK tooling and methodology and trained them how to build these guns. And you know set them on their way and then they started to import to america but anyway they are a very high quality ak-47 and they are like hen's teeth or uh you know as one of the earlier chatter said like unicorn farts they are few and far between because only i think 1200 of them or 1500 of them in total ever got imported into america so it's a really really rare gun what's that Yeah, we have one out there in the case. So it's one of the rarest of AKs. And, you know, I used to say the Polytech was the holy grail of AKs and the Polytech legend, et cetera, et cetera. But no, I've had several Polytechs rolled through the shop. This is the one and only uh, Steyr Amadi that has ever come through the shop. And it's funny because people who don't know what they're looking at, including myself, I'm not like throwing stones here, when you look at it, you see the the finish on it and you go, oh, somebody painted that thing. Well, who would do that? Nope, that's the original finish. It looks like someone took a Krylon can of black glossy grill paint and sprayed it down, but that's how it was. Even the nuance of the grip, uh, Mark Peterson was in today, uh, and he's like our gun guru, and he is the AK guru. And he goes, you know how you can tell the difference between an East German AK-47 grip and a Steyr Motti grip? They're both brown polymer grips. And I'm like, "Uh, I give up? (laughs) And he said, the East Germans have, you know, like lines in the front of the grip. And that's the only difference. I'm like, okay, fair enough. I believe you. But anyway, I have this really rare AK-47. We also have four. Pre-band AR-15s inbound. They're already in the mail. The last time I talked about this, I had six of them sold out in one day. So I have four coming in. Uh, They are true pre-bands. I'm not quite sure what brand they are. Actually, I have five coming in. One is uh, Eagle Arms. I know I have that one coming in. And uh, so anyway, uh, those are inbound and looking forward to getting them. And uh, so yeah come check them out when they come in if you want to take a private lesson get a one-on-one instruction tailored to you we have lessons for pistol rifle and shotgun book or test out uh sorry test out different guns book one now at capegunworks.com forward slash privates and we will be right back this is rapid fire
6: Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady.
0: Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of Effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks.
6: Snap safe. Featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular
0: safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281 603 0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. Go to capegunworks.com and click on rapid fire to get signed up whenever we go live this show and we want to hear your voice, be part of the show. And so um, we'll get right back to your questions on the chat. If you want your voice heard, you've got to sign up at capegunworks.com and click on rapid fire. So um, let's see, can we fix a mag in an AR lower at Cape Works, or does it have to come from a manufacturer fixed? Um, we have to be the original manufacturer of the gun in order to sell it in Massachusetts. So there is ways of doing that in Massachusetts because we are a manufacturer. So yeah, give us a call, uh, scooter, and we can take care of you on that. Uh, it's, it's, there's a way to do it, but it has, we have to be the original manufacturer. So we can explain that to you if you call and, and ask. So anyway, um. And Alan's been looking at the DS fifteen at Darkstorm. You believe it's mass compliant, but they are back ordered. Yes, the fixed mag version is mass compliant. That's the only way. Um you can get the DS fifteen. But anyway, that's uh that's the way it works. Um Rob Bob is saying he was stuck in Chicago on that day that will live in infamy, the uh seven twenty sixteen. Uh, let's see, uh, Justin loves that AR-10 pump action. Can that be sent out to a local dealer in the Berkshires? Absolutely. Any dealer you want, bud, we can ship that gun right to. And what he's talking about is the Troy pump action rifle, and it looks like an AR-10, but it's actually a pump action. It's not semi-automatic. It takes AR-10 mags, and uh, it's a great gun. It's a it's a really cool gun. It's match-grade accurate. Um and it has a free float barrel on it uh handguard that you know you can put plenty of accessories on if you want be a great home defense gun or a uh you know kind of like on the idea of a scout gun um it would be a great hunting rifle a good range gun uh they're they're pretty cool so uh we've sold several of the AR15 versions but this is the first AR10 uh the sp- the pump uh AR10 version in 308 so yeah it's a very cool gun All right. uh, Let's see. Where can I get a parts list to build a 365 XL? Tom wants to know. Um, Probably right on SIG's website, but we have the fire control units right in our store. We also have the grip modules. We have barrels, recoil springs. I believe we have slides. If we don't, we're getting them. Uh, So it's a fun gun to build. And when Joe was on talking about the fire control unit that he made, he got the 80% fire control unit from JSD Supply. That's way beyond my, like, not my knowledge base or my want base, but I'm like, I'll just buy the fire control unit through the background check and build it out at that point a whole lot easier. But it was pretty cool to watch the process of what he did with that if you truly want to do a 80%, you know, build but um i would say the 365xl is pretty you know the parts list is very limited it's a fire control unit it's a grip module it's a magazine it's a slide a barrel and a recoil spring and that's it that's all you need and you'll be up and running so obviously if you build one you got 7 days to to register it so Duncan is re- recommending, recommending date again for some newly licensed friends. Maybe my bride should join them. Are the shooters allowed to uh, choose specific pistols? Um, so, if you want to take advantage of date night, you come on Fridays. Get here a little early. You could rec- You could request some special, you know, gun if if you want. Um, but I think most of them are M and P's or VP9 or uh, some sort of full size nine millimeter. Pistol. In some cases, some people want to shoot twenty twos. We accommodate that, so you'll have like an SR twenty two or a Walther P twenty two or the Smith and Wesson uh, Victory twenty two, but uh, something like that would work out fine. And it's a good time. And you and the bride should join them. Don't just say, "Hey, go to Cape Gunworks for date night." Say, "Let's meet there for date night, then we'll go out for dinner afterwards." It's a win win. Um, but the beauty is you can show up just as you're ready to go out for the restaurant. You don't need anything. Don't worry about your eye and ear protection and, you know, Maglulas and all that stuff, range bag. We'll give you everything you need. That's the beauty of it. So, um, P.S. says he doesn't want to, uh, let's see, no, I wouldn't make you pay retail. So, um I will get, uh he's a fellow FFL and he wants to buy some of our inventory off us, which we will take care of you on that. Um, I do supply some other dealers here and there and uh, whenever they need something. That's one good thing about this industry is you get dealers who are looking for something. I actually have a whole uh, like email chain dealers across the country that are in my network that they say they're looking for something or they have excess of this and that and they'd like to dump it. So it all works out. We can accommodate each other and uh, help you out. And uh, let's see, any Smith & Wesson snubbies in stock? Yes, we have the 442 in stock. And I know we have my personal favorite, the 351PD and the 351C in the 22 mag. The 351C is the shrouded hammer or the hammerless version. And the 351PD is uh, the one with the exposed hammer. It's a little more money too. But anyway, there you have it um let's see can't go wrong with the vp9 matt saying and i agree with that that is an excellent full-size striker fired gun that doesn't have a thumb safety it's ambidextrous controls it comes with three back straps and three grip panels on each side of the grip frame Uh, you can get it with standard sights which are phosphorescent that will glow in the dark and as long as there's a light source to illuminate them first or you can get them with night sights in three magazines. That's called the LE version. And right now we have like I, probably one Flat Dark Earth version in stock. Um, we have a bunch inbound though, so stay tuned. We haven't had VP9s regularly here forever, and so I'm um, I'm really excited that we got some coming coming in. Um, we also have, I think, a couple HK45 and 45 compacts. We got. Uh, Couple more of the u s c rifles, which are awesome, so anyway, um yeah, you can't go wrong with it, so Chris is saying it's gonna be a tough decision on what to use some kiss <laughs> gift cards on when I come in, and uh the taurus g x four is not available in Massachusetts yet, Aaron unfortunately, and that is a gun I was just talking about. Um, a little while ago, I would love to see that gun added to the mass approved weapons roster, or I'd like to see the mass approved weapons roster go bye-bye. Hopefully the lawsuit with Firearms Policy Coalition will, uh, you know, come to fruition soon, and I'd love to see that. So. Yes, the 22 mag snubby is excellent and a friend is looking for one and get her in touch with me. Uh that's awesome. Yeah, and I one of the big benefits of the 22 mag snubby over the 38 is the fact that you get two extra rounds. And after analyzing like last 20 or 30 years of data from emergency room physicians and what actually stops a gunfight, you look at the FBI statistics. Um, it's multiple shot strings of fire to the high center chest is what is the most likely thing that is going to end a shooting event should you find yourself in one so having a few extra rounds helps being able to manage recoil helps so you can get those rounds on target and you know in as quick an efficient manner as possible so anyway the show is ending here guys but Remember, it's always online at capegunworks.com slash rapidfire. Keep up the good fight. Support your local community. Be an advocate. Be a a face of responsible gun ownership in your community. Together as Americans, we can overcome anything. Um, Toby Leary, so God bless. But stick around if you're listening online for the gun competition coming up. Toby Takes on the World, Part 2. We'll see you next week. God bless.